have an 88 downstairs. They're great. They're Mine's fabulous. a 72, but I haven't counted the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you didn't get shorted on that. I thought it was the date, but it's not the date. <laughs> anyway, episode 16. Here we are, episode 16, Lost on the River podcast, coming to you directly from the uh, historic Herzog studio space downtown Cincinnati, high atop Herzog Music Mountain. It's a huge mountain. Yeah. Uh, your, your host this week, my name's Bill Furby, uh, joining me, Elias Lysring, uh, Clint Stevenson, our engineer, sitting in Matt Spaulding's seat this, uh, this, this evening, uh, Aaron Sharp still on uh, paid vacation. He was on vacation. He was on vacation. I believe today's his wife's birthday as well. It was. I saw it on the Facebook. I saw, you see that as well. Happy birthday, Virginia. Episode 16 here, Lost on the River. Our special, very special guests uh, for this episode. Uh, musician, performing artist, and aspiring comedian, M. Ross Perkins. <laughs> Uh, Aspiring being the operative term. Yeah, Perspiring, perspiring comedian, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, as well as Marvin Hawkins of the OTR Film Festival and uh, co-founder of uh, an organization very near and dear to us here, the Cincinnati USA Music Heritage Foundation, uh, out of which we are broadcasting in the headquarters of at to be. Well, we've been talking a bit already with uh, M. Ross, uh, getting this episode off the ground here. M. Ross, a Sofa Burn Records artist, a Dayton musician, I understand. That's correct. Uh, and now, about a year ago, your debut album was uh, recorded and released on the uh, uh, local Sofa Burn Records uh Ironically, headquartered in Dayton, Kentucky. Yeah, I seem to have a very hard time escaping Dayton. Yeah. You know, I always thought when I got a record deal and put a record out that it would be some flashy thing where I could be, oh, they're in San Francisco or maybe they're in Brooklyn mm-hmm. or something. No, you know, they're just, they're out of state. They're not in Ohio. I managed to get out of the state of Ohio. Crossed the river. Crossed the river. There you but go. But still in Dayton. Is this your first uh, band, first project? Uh, well, I've been playing for a long time. Yeah, and uh, but this is the first proper release I've ever had. Um, I've made other records, but this is the first one that anybody ever really, you know, grabbed grabbed onto. So. And what was the what was the process like going from deciding that that you you started this project, M. Ross Perkins, mm-hmm. uh, uh, leading up to the recording, and then uh, finding out that its home would be on Sofa Burn Records? Well, that you know, I made um, I made a lot of recordings for years and uh some of my friends you know would listen to him and you know thought it was good and uh zach gabbard from buffalo killers was one of those people and he had had you know a collection of my recordings for a long time and then from what i understand he took it to the people at sofa burn and they i guess they thought that uh it had serious commercial potential had there some, you go. Had some legs how wrong they were <laughs> That's yet to be seen. <laughs> oh, you're still doing the promotional circuit that's here. True. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and yeah, so then and they decided to put it out, which was cool, and uh, put it out on vinyl, which was also cool. I'd always wanted to do that. Yeah. And uh, and next thing you know, I'm an international singing star. Yeah, you know, I'm getting it, that, calls left and right. That to, quick. Yeah, I mean, just instantly. You had to drop the comedy career. Instantly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, well, throw that dream right out the window. I guess it's time to pursue this uh, this musical stuff. Now, the, the Sofa Burn headquarters, uh, Mike Montgomery has his studio there. That's right, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, offices and, and uh, what's – it's it's sort of like Willy Wonka's factory, right? Yeah, yeah, Candyland. It, it, man, he is – 
a sonic master. That that guy is is just a brilliant guy, and he mastered the record. And uh, I had been to the studio with Buffalo Killers. They they cut a track with Kelly Deal for a Guided by Voices. Yeah, same for your meat. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a song called Scalding Creek, and yes. uh, was that what it's called? Scalding yes. Creek. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. And uh, I think that was the first time I got to hang out there. And then Andy Gabbard, I was in his group Which, for a by while. The, and, and, and sorry to jump in, but yeah, that, yeah. That, that was also Mike's introduction to Kelly Deal, which that's right. The yeah, that's how project. they met. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that, that I was I was there for that. We wow. catered their wedding. Did you really? Mike Montgomery's wedding or Kelly yeah. Deal's wedding? They're, they're not married. No. Somebody's married. Mike got married. Mike Montgomery's yeah. wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, we catered his wedding. Well, how about that? Was it? Uh, did everyone? Was there a enjoy eating option? the food? I don't know. All right, well, getting, I wasn't there. Getting back to uh, <laughs> getting back to our guest here. Uh, uh, well, uh, did you did you record uh, the tracks you recorded with Zach Gabbard? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, yeah. and 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 I've been to his studio. It's in, cool. in the barn mm-hmm. on yeah. the farm, yeah. Howler Hills Farm. I love that place. Middletown, Ohio. It's cool. Very cool. Um, and, and so. Uh, if you could share a little bit of, of what that recording process was like in that location. Well, it, it's it's kind of this serene place, as you know. You know, it's out in the middle of the country and in Middletown, and uh, he's got a really cool analog setup out there. And so I showed up, and uh, Joey Sabali from Buffalo Killers, mm-hmm. drummer from Buffalo Killers, uh, loaned me one of his kits. I think it was a '64 Ludwig Silver Sparkle. Club date kit, I not, think. Not too shabby. Don't quote me on yeah. that. But I think, and it was a very nice kit. And uh, he brought that out and sort of set it up and tuned it. And, you know, he he was kind of my drum guy, you know, on the record. He's I'm, an amazing he drummer. He is fabulous, man. And I am not. I am an amateur drummer at best. Mm-hmm. Um, if you give me an unlimited number of takes, I can get you a cut that can pass as if I know what I'm doing. But, you know, it's all fake studio magic. <laughs> And uh, so you know Ringo Starr. (laughs) (laughs) Careful now, careful. I uh, yeah, Joey is (laughs) he's an amazing drummer, and so I take everything he says very seriously. So he he brought the kit. He told me exactly how to set it up and everything. And at the time, I had been playing on a kit at my house that was a uh, like a Goodwill kit. Matter of fact, I just sold that drum kit today for thirty dollars. It, that tells you how what a crappy wow. kit that was. So I, I, I'd been learning on that. And so he shows up with this brilliant Ludwig kit and set me up. And then uh, Zach, you know, basically was was the engineer and, and made it all happen. And we cut the drum tracks and then some – I think we did some bass. And then I took that back home and layered everything on top of it. Mm-hmm. So pretty much nice. everything else was done at, at my crib. Um, I we, we, we catered – for that uh-huh. uh for you, you cater everything yeah do you want to just go ahead and do a plug for your catering company if you need catering call <laughs> lucius barbecue <laughs> no we uh i didn't mean it but that is how i i get in a lot of places yeah, yeah. and so i've been there uh-huh i wasn't recording yeah but it's a beautiful barn Wait, what did you cater there just uh, a day, a day at the Howler Farms. They were having a bunch of musicians record, and so it's funny. I didn't, I didn't get an invite. You to didn't that. get that invite. No, no, that 
Um, I was I was there a separate time, and and they they had a plate of Eli's there. Too. Funny story yeah. is I'm follow I, I was fo- I was following a uh, a car and it was driving poorly and it was taking mm-hmm. forever and I was cursing them and then they turned into Howler Farms and Johnny Walker gets out and <laughs> driving like a grandma man. <laughs> It takes a while to get out there, too. I get it lost is. every time. It is. It's beautiful. There's yeah. chickens running around, and then there's yep. a barn, and there's an amazing studio. There's a trampoline. Tell you a story about these chickens really quick. There is a trampoline. Uh, <laughs> Zach asked me to uh, to watch his chickens. And he, he was going out of town. <laughs> what do they do? Well, they, you know, they You just they throw boss corn on the ground. Yeah. Stop exactly. pecking over there. Yeah, they peck. Stop pecking over there. They walk. You, know, you got to walk things. them. But you know, you so they, they've got a serious coyote problem, or you know, foxes oh, and raccoons and all yeah. that stuff out there. So he's going out of town for a couple of days. Yotes. And he asked me to watch his his. Are chickens considered livestock? Well, that's yeah, livestock, sure. right? Yeah. So he asked me to watch his his fowl out there. Yeah. So I, I do, and I have this great time, and I, we go out, and I'm all by myself out on this farm, mm-hmm. and he tells me make sure that these doors are locked on this coop, and I said, all right. So I go out there, and about sundown, I go out and I lock the doors on this coop. I go in, I go to bed, I wake up in the morning, I get my cup of coffee, and you know he's very hospitable. He's set me up. He's made this really, really cushy and comfortable for me while I'm staying there for two days. It might have been more Aaron, Aaron's part. It was probably. Uh, you know what? Zach's I'm going to amend that. Yeah, that was sure. definitely Aaron yeah. Gabbard. That was not <laughs> Zach. That was his wife. But they took good care of me. I uh-huh. go out there in the morning with my cup of coffee, and I'm, I got to go let these chickens out. I get out there and I unlock the two doors that I've locked on this coop. And as I'm doing that, I look and I see a dead chicken. Oh, no. And that chicken's been, like, decapitated. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, one of these other chickens is like a cannibalistic maniac chicken. You yeah, know? that's like, what you're hoping, right? right? It I'm must like, have been another in chicken. in the sure. world? Dude. You're at your friend's house. you just kind of like, oh, no. Yeah, like, I'm like, you just oh, spilled, I'm like, like, orange had, juice on the floor. Right. Like, just kind of smeared in. You just kind of kicked the chicken over into the high weeds. My mission was to start the weekend with 10 chickens and end the weekend with yeah. 10 chickens. You're already down yeah, a chicken. And you now know I'm what? I've, I've seen this episode before. <laughs> you went to the pet store and bought a chicken that looked just like... Right? Is that... If I had had an ounce of foresight, that is exactly what I would have done. So... I text him, I tell him one of his chickens is dead. I can tell he's upset about it. He's a very nice guy, and so he's not, you know, being a jerk about sure. it. I, I I told him I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened, you know, whatever. Then I leave at the, at, you know, he's coming back, and I, I get out of there and get his house all ready for him. And I go home, and then he, te- he texted me or called me like two hours later, and he said they found like three more dead chickens yeah. in this coop. And I'm insisting that I lock this coop. Well, apparently yeah. I didn't. Apparently there's two coops. Failed to mention that to me. So I locked oh. the outer coop. One of these raccoons or something got in there. And I guess these raccoons and in They're Middletown, violent. Ohio, yeah, they just decapitate for the sake of decapitation. Now, you know did what this I mean? thrill kill? Now, yeah, how, thrill kill, yeah. How, how did this influence your songwriting? Uh, less than it probably should have. I probably should have immediately gone yeah. home and written like an apology song to Erin because I think she was very upset. People are attached. They get attached to those because they just they eat the eggs, not the chickens. Right? They they love these things. You know, they're they're good people. And here I am. So this is you know like a PSA. Don't ever ask me to come out and get stoned on your farm and watch watch in your chickens. chickens. Yeah, I guarantee you, I will never ask you to do that. Don't do. Don't do. Uh, If we can, uh, let's get back to the music stuff. M. Ross, tell us what what your performance schedule has been like, uh, especially since since the records uh, come out. I did a lot of gigging right after the record came out. I think I played. 
from September 16. The record came out in October 16, and then I think between like September 16, September 17, I think I did like 60 gigs or something, 50, 55 Damn. or 60 gigs. Yeah. And which sounds like a lot until you talk to an actual, you know, working musician and then you realize that I'm just kind of a putz. You're like, oh, nice yeah. hobby. Right. Yeah. yeah. You do that on the weekends, do you? Uh, it, uh, uh, would would you mind playing a couple songs? Oh, I'd be for happy. Us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to do that over there? Uh, sure. Anywhere. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 songs do you th- are you going to play? Well, I think I'll play one off of uh, an EP that I have coming out next month. Oh, we will this be an exclusive have, debut? Kind of. Yeah, because we haven't even announced uh, the record yet. And do we get to title it? Usually, our musical mm-hmm. guests will uh, let us title. The songs after uh, As getting, name, after getting a preview name, naming the song yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right yeah we can play that game all I right. like that I mean okay. roulette yeah all right all right yeah work works for me um, so I'll do one from the forthcoming or uh, upcoming EP mm-hmm. and then uh, I'll do one from the debut to be called so chicken far. fingers chicken fingers <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> don't forget to lock the coop oh, baby oh I like this. Uh, I like this. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to lock the coop, baby. Is actually that's that's a pretty cool, pretty cool song. All right. Well, or, or, or you could put. Well, a we got a, uh, two, two. We're, we're, we got a good start. Two very solid suggestions. Yes. Awesome. Don't forget to lock the coop or chicken fingers. Or chicken. No, you gotta fingers. add the baby part. That's the best part. Didn't Herb Alpert have a song called Chicken Fingers? Those lady fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's on uh-huh. that Whipped Cream record. That's a great track, actually. Uh-huh. It's got a sick drum. I've part. never seen that Whipped Cream record anywhere. No, yeah, it's very hard to find. <laughs> M. Ross Perkins on uh, Lost on the River here at the uh, Historic Herzog Studio. Like a pacifier from a baby's lips 
Why, thank you. How kind. Grandma's dead and we're taking all the stuff. Taking all the stuff. Taking all the stuff. Grandma's dead and we're taking all the stuff. Gonna make her stuff our own. Cause you're taking all the stuff back home Grandma's dead and we're taking all the stuff Wow, M. Ross Perkins here, Lost on the River podcast uh, at the Historic Herzog Studio. That was fantastic stuff. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you. That, that, that was great. Uh, it was my pleasure. Uh, uh, now, the second song that you, you, that you performed, can you mm. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that song is called, uh, well, it's, it's sort of called Grandma's Dead and We're Taking All Her Stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the record, that song is actually, you want to know what that song's called? Sure. That's, that's what we're here for. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. There you go. Thought that was real original. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That song is about uh, when your grandma's dead and you're taking all her stuff back home. Yeah. Woo hoo hoo. Kind of, kind of gathered that. Yeah. Is, have you ever been in that situation before? You ever taken your grandma's stuff back home? Sure. Well, yeah. A yeah. little bit. What did you get from your grandma? Uh, nothing. Really? Yeah, not really from either. Now, okay. now I, I recently, but. but I mean, I don't mean to open up a... No, no, no. I was only eight, oh. so I was really young. Right. But it 
the same thing happened though with my father and the two sisters. Okay. So it was like yes, everything got divvied up, mm-hmm. and you know we were brought, they complaining about it and fighting uh, about it. Not really, but I mean there was a little. Not really, but sure, you know. And then, but yeah, and so there was things that came, um, but specifically one of those kick-ass five-star uh, colanders. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And we had that in the house forever, and uh, there was a lot of kitchen dishes like cookie cutters and right. things like that. The really my, good my, stuff. Yeah, yeah, my grandma was a big. Uh, she cooked a lot, so yeah. there was a lot of that kind of stuff that came. My other grandma really didn't have a lot, so mm-hmm. there was, yeah. I, I I recently spent uh, uh, a handful of years working with an estate sale company, so I, oh, I so kind you of did got to experience a, a lot of this, mm-hmm. and 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 I, and I mean you know that that's the problem. People spend their whole life collecting stuff, and and oftentimes they think, well, my kids are going to fight over who gets this table, right? But when the moment comes, none of the kids, hey, I don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't exactly. have room for this dish collection. And that's how you know? everybody. That's how every hipster in the world is decorating their apartment at Goodwill. Yeah, because you know? mm-hmm. all that stuff. Or it's the opposite, in which case you suddenly realize that every member of your extended family is, sur- is suddenly a colander enthusiast. Uh-huh. You know, and they, you know they're all <laughs> the I, nicer the stuff, right. the more you loved yeah. grandma. Yeah, the, exactly. the problem with yes. Goodwill, they're catching on to this. They now. are. So yeah. you, you get the uh, collectible expensive. Pyrex dish. Yes, uh, and and you'll see us. And you'll. I see want well. all the Pyrex. Yeah, I'm a I've Pyrex. Got, I've got a ton of it. <laughs> You really? should come over to my house sometime. We could have a whole Pyrex night. We've yeah. been friends for a long time. Uh, you, I mean, I know. I know. Hey, you know I, what, I, you know what you call it when you steal your grandma's Pyrex? What, what's it called? Pyrex piracy. Oh, easy. Hey. Wow. Wow. Let, let me officially go on record and say when, when, I, when I called M. Ross a, uh, an aspiring comedian earlier, I was completely making that up yeah trying to get clearly. a reaction out of him and and but cl- yeah clearly yeah <laughs> clearly there's something uh there to it so. right wow yeah thank you uh well let's see uh, yeah so i got grandma i i got a few things yeah you so. got grandma's colander <laughs> what, what did you get this isn't called grandma chat grandma chat well the song was grandma's yeah dead it's a very thematic kind of sure, kind of yeah. piece of music now uh, i this, first thought when you first sang that that i thought you were going to malibu oh and I and I know that's already on the record, but <laughs> Malibu and Ross. It might not be a bad idea to, to be like a wayward kid taking yeah. the stuff back to Malibu. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's even it just a, another layer of. Depth. I, I thought I was just there, yeah. and I drove through Malibu, so it's okay. like my reticular activating uh-huh, system, uh-huh. and uh, it was neat. It was neat. actually it was neat driving through Malibu because I just kept let's, saying, "Let's let's stay out of Malibu, stay, Lebowski. Yeah, stay out of Malibu." Stay out of Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Town. Why, why don't you tell the story about uh, the the the, <laughs> the Allen's? The, uh, yeah, yeah, Alan Parsons. You were hanging out with Alan Parsons, right? That's true. The real Alan Parsons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to this. That's cool. Yeah, he, he's out in California. That. He sends me a picture. It's true, goes, and it hey, sounds nice. This guy. It sounds uh, make Billy's making it sound like I'm somebody special or something. But you are to me. What? Well, you are to me too. But what happened was my uh, girlfriend's family as a. Uh, her grandparents have a house in uh, out in California. It's a ranch out in the country, and their neighbor happens to be Alan Parsons. So they invited us over for dinner, and then and they're they're older, you know, their grandparents, and they're actually from Texas, and so real nonchalantly says, "Do you want to go up to Allen's tonight?" We're like, "I thought we were hanging out, you know, here on your porch. It's nice, and you've got a barbecue going, and we were having a nice time." And 
he's having a, a opening for his new studio. And then it's Alan Parsons. Wow. So then we go up there and and he he played music out on the porch. And uh, did you get to see the studio? Yeah, wow. I did, and it was really really cool. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, what I'll anything bet. was. It was that kind of a studio. I'm like, right. this is yeah, expensive, is and I don't even know what it is. There's just blinking lights and tons of them, and it was really long. Mm-hmm. And then it was, wow. it was. Did you get to kind of quiz him on on anything? You asking? No, I introduced myself, and he 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 looked at me and said, <laughs> "I'm Alan," and I was like, "Hey, nice to meet you." Ah, yeah, yeah, and he's like. Who are you, basically? Sure. But it was because we were, you know, they're neighbors, and so they help each other farm, and they have a great relationship. But and they were invited, and so we were invited. Oh, so you're like a and and, 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 you know we weren't dressed appropriately, really. Was it like a black tie event or something? It was nice. Alan Parsons wants you to really put on your tux. No, but. I had on like khakis and a t-shirt. Well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing by, wrong. By the with way, what's a real a quick? Uh, maybe if somebody's listening and they're, they're not familiar with with his name, what uh, some of his career highlights? He was an audio engineer on Dark Side of the Moon. Mm-hmm. He was an audio engineer on Abbey Road. Yeah. He did the soundtrack for Ladyhawk. Huge synth dude. Yeah. And then had multiple hits of his own. Did some stuff with a band called Ambrosia that I did. I Alan Parsons really, Project. He's yeah, in that band. Alan yes. Parsons Project was the band yeah. of his. Um, so yeah, I mean, that legendary time, Eye in the Sky. Yeah, yeah, there was some, there was some stuff. It's crazy. Um, it was interesting. So you didn't know that going out there, though. No, no, no. We had wow. zero idea. That Did you give him my demo when you? <laughs> <laughs> I I I shook his hand and he and, and I'm like yeah here I and he's like. I was like, oh, yeah, we're here with your neighbor. And then he did the Homer Simpson backing into the bush move. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. No, he was very polite. He it's was really very cool. polite, very friendly. It was a cool, it was a very intimate 40 people. Uh, he was just open house kind of a situation. So it yeah, was, it was that's un- cool stuff. Man. Yeah, that is like an unexpected twist to your your trip. To yeah, America. we had no idea. We 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 and they we had the kids with us, and so the grandparents kept the kids, and we went up, and then we walked back, and it's up in the mountains. It's beautiful. The kids were weren't excited to meet Alan Parsons. Oh, I'm sure they were just. We weren't the, taking the kids with <laughs> us over the moon. Yeah, we were like, oh yeah, <laughs> Dad, he did Dark Side of the yeah. Moon. <laughs> yeah, the Alan Parsons. Gakal was like, uh, oh, we can keep the kids, and you guys can go up to Alan. Oh yeah, is that <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're like, yeah, we were gone. Can we circle back to the first song? You said that's coming out on a new EP. Yeah, that's coming out next month. Silverburn's putting that out. That's a digital EP, so uh, that'll be available uh, at at the end of the month. We haven't technically announced it yet. That was a really man. We got all kinds of breaking information here. Thanks for saying that. It's breaking the news. That is, yeah, yeah. We uh, holy, holy, yeah, we're gonna announce that within the next like week. My gosh. Well, well, this comes out uh, on uh, this coming Wednesday, so. Oh, is that right? It's a it's a race think, oh, to that, see who. What's the date on that? You know what the date on that is? Oh, that might be the day we're announcing. It was perfect. That that would be perfect. You're that thinking like a perfect. real marketer there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll coordinate our marketing efforts. Well, it would be the know, first of August. Hey, there we go. That's perfect. Yep, that'll work. Hey, right. well, we're happy to you got the exclusive. We're happy to. Yeah, we're super excited to have that. That was a fantastic tune. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah. that was really good. Yeah, that was called "When You're Near Me." That uh, that track. Uh, and then there's, uh, the, you know, there may or may not be a music video for that also coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. 
yet another thing I haven't told anybody about until right this minute. Shit, Zach, keep them coming, man. Tell us, keep keep telling us more new stuff. I'm pregnant. Wow, we we, mm. we got a whole bunch of exclusives on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Hey. Congratulations. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, really? No, I'm a man. Well, you're a jerk. <laughs> M. Ross Perkins joining us. M. Ross uh, Perkins. Here, uh, for uh, Lost on the River. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a really fun interview, man. Thanks, hey, thanks yeah. for joining us. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Down. This has and, been uh, really cool. As, uh, I dig your shirt. I've been uh, the Dingleberries. Sure. Oh yeah, do you remember Dingleberries oh, from yeah. back in the day? Oh my god. It, yeah, full yeah. disclosure, that was a record store. We're not we're not talking about sure. in Yellow Springs. And in it was Yellow in, in Dayton as well. Yes, in Centerville mm-hmm. they had one yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original. Uh, I believe former guest uh Dorsey Fife worked at ah, Dingleberries. Yes. In the Centerville location, I gotcha, think. Gotcha, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about another song? I think I can probably yeah. squeeze one out. What's this one gonna be called? Uh, why don't I do Habit Foreman Drugs? This is a song off the debut Sofa Burn long player uh, entitled M. Ross Perkins, uh, which was a very creative title I came up with myself. Uh huh. And yeah, the song's called Habit Foreman Drugs. Hey, I dig the cover, the cover uh, oh, thank you. Of, of that record. I did Who, that myself. Uh, you did? Okay. I did. Nice, yeah. like a photo collage type. Yeah, I, I've, I've caught a lot of crap for that. People claim that you can see the pixels and stuff. Oh, come on. Don't look too close at it, you know? That's, that's right, yeah. That's that's the problem with art. Don't glance. look too close and you'll Don't enjoy it. Pixels. That's what they say. Yeah, I got a buddy who said to me, I'll show, he said, I'll show you where the pixels are. I said, yeah. I know where the pixels are. I'm the one that put them there. Yeah. You know? No no doubt. Time to lay off the meth and you won't yeah. see so many pixels everywhere. <laughs> Thank I God. Mean, you smoke meth, you see what? pixels everywhere. <laughs> well, must be great. when you get, actually when you're, Fatigued, you start to see pixels. Is that right? Yeah. What? And I, I've what seen, are, you, are you living in the Matrix or something? Yeah, I, yeah. I've def- I see pixels frequently, but when you when you like, the worst is when you're trying to tell somebody else, "Hey, do you see those little red dots all over the wall? They're like where the wall's like pixelating." And they're like, "No, man, what? I don't see it." And you're like, "No, no, look right there on the wall. There's like little red <laughs> dots everywhere where it's pixelated." I have a feeling we're gonna be submitting this recording to your. Your doctor, exterminator your to come and get rid of those spider mites in your house. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened to Elias. Well, he did this uh, odd tangent on the he recording. Was claiming in case anything dots. ever goes really wrong, this is one is of those things that I can, brain tumor I can I, show somebody, mistaken. and then they say, he's slowly been going crazy for a long yeah, time. Sure. And there's <laughs> proof right there in the podcast. Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. Uh, Episode 16. <laughs> well, here we are. Uh, M. Ross, thank you again so much for joining us. This has been an absolute pleasure. What a, what a great space you have and what a great show you have. Well, thank you very uh, much. And I did That's a little bit of nice. research, listening up on a couple episodes, oh, make okay. sure I was familiar with your format before I came on, and just, just riveting entertainment. Look at that. We do this just for Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're out there, Matt, wow. this is for you. <laughs> this was for you, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Play the song. All right. Have M. Ross Perkins, Lost on the River. Forming drugs are everywhere There's some to take And I have seen my share But that's not fair Cause I was never really there To see a thing There's some to take There's some to take Habit-forming drugs 
Thanks, thanks again to M. Ross Perkins, Sofa Burn recording artist, uh, for joining us for this episode 16. We've done this 16 times now. That's solid. That's, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I know we plan to keep doing it, but I, when, when, it, when the first few episodes, I, I, I don't know. I, I it, it's one of those things that I'm not the, surprised, it, it, but happy to see that we're, we're we've done it this far, right? Is yeah. That, how is long, that the way how to... long have y'all been doing this, man? Well, this is the 16th episode, Six, and it's yeah. bi-weekly, yeah. so that's 32 weeks, Okay. and then there's been some few- The little, better part of a year. Yeah, we're working on, we're coming up on, I mean, like, you know, you've been Beautiful. in lots of, well, we should introduce who we're talking to. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, oh, our wow. second guest here, uh, Lost on the River. Um, Mr. Marvin Hawkins. Exactly, Mr. Marvin Hawkins, uh, of the OTR Film Fest. Uh, a close personal friend of all of us present, uh, and I should also add, uh, co-founder of the organization that's very dear uh, to uh, near and dear to all of our hearts, the Cincinnati USA Music Heritage Foundation, and all Cincinnati music lovers. That's true, whether they yeah. know it or not. That's right. They should know, but they may or may not know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're working on that. I want to dive you, right in you. and ask about uh, uh, the OTR Film Fest. Mm-hmm. If you can catch us up to speed on 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 on, on 
what's going on with that? Yeah, it's it's how can I say it's 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 exhilarating for me because you know I fell into this work not intentionally. Yeah. So Lad came to me in a time. Now who's Lad? Lad is you should know about Lad because that is um, who is producing the OTR. over the Rhine. I don't know the acronym, but I've yeah seen. living arrangements for the developmentally disabled. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's are they local in Cincinnati? Lad, yeah. So Lad, Lad is, is a 43 year old organization. Wow. Started in 1975 by parents of individuals with disabilities. Okay. Okay. And uh, they had the first education-based program then when they first started. Now, is that Cincinnati-based or is that a it's, national? It's it's Hamilton County, but it's Cincinnati, okay. greater Cincinnati area, but the, the whole entire Hamilton County. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, they, you know, uh, the, the thing that LAD is, is wonderful for is the work they do with disadvantaged populations. Okay. Um, so that being disabilities, um they, you know, areas of housing, mm-hmm. workforce development. Sure. Now they're doing a lot of really robust health and wellness um, activations and events. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, they, you know, they have fitness classes at the actual facility. Yeah. As well as a training academy for. Which I mean, so they, they have a home, like they have an actual. Yeah, home Lad base is a wonderful organization. Yeah. People it, can come in with disabilities and. Well, they yeah yeah so it's a, it's a process you would have to go through but it, you know everyone a lot of people with disabilities are if they come from a wealthy family it's a different dynamic if they come from a lower income family then a lot of times they're tapping into you know uh, social security Medicaid yeah. different things of that nature so yeah yeah well I mean education and prevention you know preventative measures all of that yes just pays dividends yeah. down the road it does and and the whole thing is is that you know we, we're all about um independence and you know universal access mm-hmm. sure like you know the the big reason and i'll tell you about the festival too sort of a pivot yeah, is yeah. that the film festival um was started as you know because we weren't seeing individuals or people with disabilities in Hollywood in in, media, in roles and you know media mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know filmmakers you weren't really seeing them brought to the forefront like sure. it's sort of a considered niche or whatever and people unless it directly affects them in their daily life they a lot of you know a lot of people are, you know are not really into but sure but this is a great cause that you know Lad is taking on it was you know a labor of love it started in New York City in the JCC Manhattan it was called Real Abilities Film Festival gotcha so. And that's been in town. It's been in town for a long time. Yeah. We, um, yeah. The Saul Schottenstein B Foundation brought it here. Mm-hmm. They are local uh, Cincinnati um, charity, mm-hmm. um, nonprofit, and they do work. They have uh, uh, a couple of different assets that uh, that they have internally, and uh, they they basically founded the festival here. They brought it from New York. They did it here in 2011. We took it on. Is it affiliated with the one? Yeah, so in New York City. So we became the national headquarters for some time. Right on, man. That's cool. So we had the field person here that controlled, you know, and then so it expanded into like 15 different markets by the time we ended our relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, not ended, but we just opted to go another route. We wanted to go independent because what we found is that a couple of things. Um, We weren't getting... Basically, 
um, how can I say it? And it's it's sort of difficult to frame. Sort of turns into a franchise, and you're like doing all the work, or well, no, no, it was like we couldn't we couldn't have you know films, um, new films. Like mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was a curated list that they gave to us. Gotcha. We had to contract so, so, their name. So you felt limited. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just we we knew at the end we we got to a point where we couldn't grow because if we weren't able to bring in new artists, because the the, the film festival that we now are OTR International Film Festival, mm-hmm. we had I mean we had a bunch 150 films come in from all wow. around the world. We had curators from Tribeca and Sundance that are gonna that are helping us with the festival. That's great. Yeah, yeah and you know we got uh they you know we have all types of different topics that are just this interwoven conversation and beautiful message about diversity and disability and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah we we now become the OTR Film Festival. We have uh, about sixty four. Film slots, two I think two hour blocks. We got we got a ton of films, and we're they're gonna be over the Rhine. SCPA is Ground Zero. Okay. Um. Thanks thanks to Brad Gerard and, and Angela there, um, working with with them, and then um, we're gonna be in Washington Park. We have plans for a global village with a street fair component. You know, oh, wow. food trucks. You know, film related uh-huh. activations, and you know, just. Just a lot of love out there. When are we OTR. talking? What, what what timeline? This is September 26th to the 20th. So right right around the corner. I'm sorry, to the 30th. Yes. It's, yeah. And it, we're, we're really at the 60-day mark. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 60 days. Sweating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, sh- These fest- I mean, I, I know sh- how this stuff goes because we do a lot of events and a lot of festival stuff. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, it's, I know how it is. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, I should be, but I'm not. Feeling good? I mean, you've yeah, got yeah. a lot of experience in this. Yeah. Realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've, organizing I've in, yeah. and all these things. I've I've been I've been sharpening my blades for a long time now. Yeah, it's you know uh, the twenty sixth through the thirtieth of September. We're kicking off Friday night with a community movie, Washington Park. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to let the cat out the bag because we're going to release well, it, but it's a Disney. It, it'll be a, a, a relatively new Disney release. Really? Yes. Which, so this is an exclusive that we've got here. Yeah. We so got, we, this is a second. We won't be debuting we've had a lot it. of exclusives on this episode. Yeah. Let yeah. Me yeah. Say. Yeah. You know. You know what the coolest is? Thing, this a Disney film that's available anywhere else, or is it won't. Your... It won't. It will still. It'll be for theaters at the time that we screen it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it would, uh, it'd be new, like getting a newer title. Like usually, if you get it on DVD, right, 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 getting that newer title is, yeah. is really important for us. Yeah, um, it's it's great. We uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. We have oh oh closing night, mm-hmm. uh, Sammy Davis Jr. It's a whole. He's gonna perform. Trip. No, we the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, he we he, there's a documentary. Burning up the scene right now. He played at Music Hall, by the way. He did. He did. He did. Sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, he did. No, he did. And uh, so it's called Gotta Be Me. We're doing uh-huh. a whole, we're screening the film. Yeah. And then we have a, wow. a caravan going over to Music Hall, and it's going to be a whole Rat Pack that Vegas rules. showroom. That's awesome. You know, extravaganza. Yeah. Super exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So we're trying to get, you know, people. Trying to get people, you know, into at the website otrfilmfest.org, uh-huh. looking to see how they can buy tickets. Looking at the films, there'll be more information starting to come out now. Uh, we're in August, so this is sixty days out. It's heavy ground game. We've been teasing, yeah. Know. But um, yeah, I mean, 
great stuff, man. Like, uh, you know, we're doing a veteran. We have a whole veterans platform doing a wow. veterans okay. um, and an interfaith event on the same day. Okay, cool. cool. Thursday morning mm-hmm. at Centos, I mm-hmm. believe, 8 a.m. Check the website because um, things are still... What is that website? It's www.otrfilmfest.org. You know, a lot of what we talk about here is Cincinnati-centered, Yeah. Uh, but uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, we're starting to get the numbers back, and we're, and we're reaching folks from all over the world. So, nice. uh, you know... And that's why we like to make sure that everybody knows how to reach you. And if they're not here in Cincinnati and they can't go to see these films and be part of the OTR Film Fest, how they can tune in and dial in and and see what's going on and and be part of it from afar. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, the website, you know, and you can see the films that are up there and um, you can see how much ticket. I mean, the tickets for films are 10 bucks for a film. Yeah. To just go to a film, just a flat rate, like for all the films. Sure. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, working with. Um, a lot of different partners, mm-hmm. you know, corporate partners. Sure, just, of course, just showing yeah. a lot of love, and um, we're really, we're truly That's excited great. about yeah. the effort. Yeah, we definitely want to we want to have Herzog and King yeah. here involved. Oh yeah, 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 some of conversations. We need to because that's a that's a civil rights story in itself. Well, and, you know, and, and yeah, yeah, of course, and 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 of course, you're speaking of the civil rights legacy of King Records, which mm-hmm. is paramount. Yes, uh, with with all all that King. Covered and and did and, and and all of that. Besides all um, the good music, besides yeah, besides, yeah. besides the business yeah, model, exactly. Besides the cutting edge of sure. all the things of they all. did, in the background there was a, a a major civil rights legacy, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is just the you know it's the icing on top. Yeah, sure. I mean you had Asian, African American, white. You had all you know everyone working. Yeah, together. Together yeah. in a, an environment. Artists then that and, you know, and the shipping. And, and the shipping, everything, yeah. And then to have the first black, you know, African-American A&R rep. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Henry Glover. Henry Glover. And, 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 it's amazing. And, and, and you know, I, I should you know? mention, you know. Oh, yeah. We're sitting, right, we're sitting right now, the, the, the Herzog space exactly. is the, the first R&B session in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bull Moose Jackson, the honey Moose dripper. Jack, yeah, first right? R&B. They, they, they credit that with really being the first true R&B song mm-hmm. like the first R&B when you you heard the cadence yeah. switch and the emphasis came on the 2 and the 4 well this is more uh, yeah 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 this is an excellent point to transition and and I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. uh an, another reason that we've got you here with us besides the OTR Film Fest and your involvement there is uh your involvement with the Cincinnati USA Music Heritage Foundation yes yes uh which is is headquartered here at the Historic Herzog Studio Space. Yes. It's a nonprofit. Nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been around officially since 2007, 2008. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the end of 2007, I believe. And we, you know, prior to that, we had, you know, we, we have been doing a lot of work in the community since like 2001, trying to raise awareness around King. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, got the honor to to meet and work with Bootsy and and Patty. Collins of the mm-hmm. Bootsy Collins Foundation, and we've just you know now we've we've evolved so much, and now we have the building. Yeah, put up. And it's amazing. Yeah, is like it, like is it fair to say the the, the 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 foundation was responsible for getting the historical designation and the marker? I mean, we were yes, we were definitely pivotal in the group. I mean, that's um, because yeah, that's just historically been, accurate. I just yeah, don't want to overclaim sure, or yeah, make yeah. claims that aren't accurate. Yeah. Right? I mean, the you know the marker went up in what two thousand and eight. Uh, yeah, uh, the marker did. Please say so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and 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 of course the marker outside our own building. Yeah, the the, uh, the, the which, which, yeah. which which the early Hank, king artists Hank would Williams. record, but then but then uh, you know other folks Two? coming through town. Hank Williams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I heard of him. Um, yeah, yeah. And in addition to the marker at the King Record site, king and the marker uh, working with the management of the Who, the Who, the Who marker, the, the, the yes. tragedy here in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's all. And then you know we've been we've been talking about shining a light. Next, you know, and the building is definitely. Yeah, top priority for us, you know, right now. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot going on, and uh, it's been it's been a great journey, I would say. It's been a great and a very long journey. Yeah. Now, I, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, mm-hmm. Elliot Ruther. Yes, my my, my cohort, my <laughs> my old friend, For, former guest. He's he's been on our podcast before, uh, and and I I asked him. I uh, I said, why don't you give me a couple suggestions of things I can run past uh, Marv. And, and he said, "Why don't you ask him what it was like to uh, go to Bootsy and Patty Collins' house in Chuck D's rental van after Public Enemy kicked off their 20th anniversary tour at the Madison Theater?" <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Th- that happened. <laughs> that did. Yeah. Yes. That's almost. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> really? Come on, we need more details <laughs> than that. I mean, it, it wasn't much to it. It was just, you know. After the show, we just ended up, you know, everybody was partying, and we ended up in the van and headed back. Yeah, it was like, you know, I I, I, I vaguely remember the night. <laughs> you stuck in. <laughs> <laughs> How did? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> and obviously, you've seen a lot of changes uh, uh, and 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 peaks and valleys. With the the preservation front and especially King Records being on on everyone's minds in Cincinnati these days, uh, now going back to to way back when when the foundation was first founded, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 now I mean here we are at this point and in as you said a few minutes ago we we've acquired the King Records building the city has the city has um, yes and and it's still a, a lot of work to do but a lot of work has happened in the last ten plus years. Yes. Um, you know what? What are some of the highlights to you? Uh, you know, um, from from both the local and the international community. Yeah, both both marker dedications here in in Brewster definitely mm-hmm. were wonderful times because it you know it symbolized movement, symbolized the fact that we were you know preserving preserving. Gotcha. Brewster being, being the address of King yeah, Records, of course. Brewster. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's you know it's, it, it 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 uh that that was definitely and then some of the shows that we've had in here and then some of the stuff that you guys are doing mm-hmm. like the stuff that you got like I slide in every now and then and slide out yeah you know if I'm in a rush I like to check out something but you guys have been doing some really great stuff down here loving it trying loving to it. keep the ball rolling yes, and trying to sure. keep uh trying to keep events happening yeah. and keep music happening and recording happening yeah. Moments, moments, historical moments. The stay of demolition. That was probably mm-hmm. that was it was heart aching. Yeah, at the moment yeah. <laughs> when they yeah when we. But you know, it's always away. Now, now it feels like maybe it's just work that needs to be done. That's all it you is. Know, like well, the, fundraising. Roll up your the, sleeves. The, fundraising. But, but it's campaign. not. It's not like oh, this is going to get plowed or. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be able to have that real estate, you know how many cities don't have, you know, their real, you know, stacks. Oh yeah, sun, uh, none of the none of the buildings are 
original buildings are standing. Yeah. So for us to be able to move so expeditiously, I mean, it's it's something you you can't you can't put a price on. You can't put a right? price on it. It's uh, the history. It's the history. It's the we always describe it as you know it's the bones or it's the you know what I'm saying it's you know I would always say that like it's this is that is Cincinnati's yeah. music history. Yeah. We own it. It's there. it's there. Not we in owning the building. I'm saying the the city the city owns that history. Exactly. They need to take that history and. Let everybody know, because Cincinnati could could be a music town. It was a music town. It is. It, a music a, it town. is a music town. It, it is. is a music yeah. town. But I mean, uh, like when you it look is. at all uh, the dots, Nashville, need to be Memphis, the first things you think about. Yeah. Most most people who don't live in those towns, they they identify with its music culture, and that's not happening with Cincinnati at present at all. It's it's close. Well. I, I, I mean, there's definitely the, do- some the dots movement, need you know? to be connected. I, I the dots my, are all there. I got my, I got mine. So yeah, I got yeah. I, exactly. Everything's floating around. It's just the dots need to be connected, mm-hmm. and then one, and then it needs to. There needs to be a, a consistent and a, a, a communication and a message that this is what's going <laughs> on. Sure. And, and then yeah, put that out there. You know, Cincinnati, has, you know, is a great town. It's a great town. It's just that, you know, we don't have a lot of industry here. And it's always, I've always seen it as a pigeonhole town to a degree. That's why I've, you know, like I, I got the opportunity when I was younger to travel internationally and live abroad. You're, you're recently in Japan, right? China. China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My notes say Japan. Let me. Yeah, no, not, me but I did. I, Very I, different. Lived, I lived in Japan, but that was before, oh, that's before what, we started oh, okay. any of the, yeah, for some time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and you were in China. Now you're an SCPA graduate. SCPA graduate, yes. And 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 so what 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 had brought you to China and and what did you do there? I, I know some cool stuff. I, I got some of the pictures. Um, so I've been I've been in discussions with some powers that be mm-hmm. about uh, arts and culture yeah. exchange, and where we could swap out artists. Like so, it would be money that would it would be an organization and money set aside to bring culture from other countries here and vice versa. Yeah. And, and it's a model that's already used in a lot of different. But sure, you know we you know that's gonna that that's gonna open it up too because when you got you know entertainment from other countries and you got I mean you gotta find you know it's a lot of people that have different influences here. I'm a musician myself, so you uh-huh. know I I listen to so much and over. You know, you you know. Yeah, sure. Over the time of your life, listen to so much music, and you know, but Cincinnati is definitely like it's my it's the heart and my heart and soul. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I love my city, and I you know I've been at it for a long time. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. I mean, I I haven't been digging <laughs> up your resume or anything, but but I know also the mayor of Cincinnati, uh, John Cranley, mm-hmm. uh, not too long ago created a a, a new board of folks with with the uh, sole intention of attracting. International artists to our, you know, to, to share a heritage, yeah. uh, you know, encouraging them to, to visit the King Records marker, things like that. Ambassadors, the ambassadorship, the musical yeah. ambassador, ambassador sure, yeah. yeah. And that that's been that's been a, a, a fun ride too. Then we no, you weren't at where do we? It was the uh, it was a rock concert at uh, River Band. I uh, I can't remember the the band name right now because I uh-huh. never listened to them sure. when I was yeah, young, yeah. but they were great. Like I love you know seeing different stuff and like experiencing a whole different vibe. Yeah, but I can't remember who it was. But anyway, that. well, and that's the yeah, that's you know? the thing about King <laughs> Records that's so cool yeah, yeah. is that everything connects everything. back to King Records. I mean, and Kevin you, Bacon. I, too, I mean, 
<laughs> well, you know, you know we, we, we joke sometimes, like, how do we connect this artist to King Records? Yeah, yeah. But it's not that hard. It's really not. Because, I mean, not only do you have the roots of, um, you know, bluegrass, country, R&B, mm-hmm. uh, you know, soul, doo-wop. You've got all this stuff all right. going on. Um, but then also you've got folks like... Uh, Seymour Stein from Sire Records, mm-hmm. who actually just published an autobiography, uh, which I've not quite yet read myself. But uh, Seymour Stein, uh, who interned for King Records, yes, and he would go on to to form Sire Records, which I grew up knowing as the record label that the Ramones were on, yes. because that was you know what I you know in junior oh, high school and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but but I mean you know do the math you know Sire Records obviously the name is a nod to King Records, King Records yep. and you know he signed Talking Heads mm-hmm. uh, and you know the list goes on and on of all these artists that he touched and influenced and for a while you know like like he had the golden touch you know and just really redefined the uh, the yeah the landscape of music of music yes for yeah and and that started with his internship at, at King, King Records I mean it's here in Cincinnati yeah. It's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a very important and pivotal, you know, piece of history, mm-hmm. legacy that you know. That's why you know doing the stuff with like Bootsy is like really in and 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 Philip Paul and and uh, Otis Williams. Oh yeah, and yeah. All these guys like we've been you know we've been rocking with them for a long time now. You know, and uh, to, to still you know be on this journey and see that they're happy now because this has been the end game for a long time. For, for I mean, because you got to think about it. You want to preserve. You want to preserve as much as possible. Sure. That's like a no-brainer. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, it's not. It's amazing that it actually had to be fought for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. really unbelievable. It is. But yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's laws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pesky laws. Pesky laws. And and, and by the somebody way, somebody owned the building. Somebody sold it. Mm-hmm. Somebody owned it before that, and they sold it to somebody, and mm-hmm. they're private. And that's well, and, the and, way and, it goes. And even our uh, the the Herzog Maybe. space that we're in now uh, for a number of years, uh, the historical legacy, you know, all the cool stuff that happened here in this space, had been forgotten and 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 not preserved, and yeah. and surprised uh, several people. You know when. When it, when when someone suggested looking up the history and and holy cow there there it all was yeah I mean this is amazing this has always even been this room has been always just crazy for me because it's like when I thought about like I mean we actually are here there's a vibe you can feel it mm-hmm. like right like if you even yeah. you you bring your energy in here with your your circle and you, y'all jamming like it's like it's it's here it yeah. lives here I mm-hmm. mean go stand on a battlefield in Gettysburg and you can feel shit yeah and it's a field it's a field yeah. it's just a field. But it, there's a vibe there. It, it's because something happened there. Exactly. Something happened big. I've, I've spent a lot of time at Music Hall working there, and I, I helped lead a historical tour there. That's not a formal plug or anything like that. But but what what you said reminded me. Of yeah, yeah. When when you when you'd be there after you know a sold out performance, and you've got all these voices and energy and emotions and just everything in the room, and then uh, oftentimes I'd be the one locking up. And, and you'd be the only one in the building after all of that energy uh, and excitement. And, you know, uh, the, I, I'm, I'm not commenting on paranormal stuff, but sure. the music hall is famously known to, to have spiritual presences and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but a lot of people attribute that to, to popping up after there's been a burst of energy and, and human presence, and then all of a sudden it's gone. 
who's who's the group you you perform with around town right now, right? Um, well, you know, I have Fixed Band, mm-hmm. and we'll be at the uh, for those of you who are attending the Film Cincinnati thir- uh, Backlot mm-hmm. party coming up on September eighth. We'll be there. Yeah, do we got a special probably. VIP passes to that? You know what? Let's talk. All right, let's talk, Sounds bro. Good. That's a party. That is a party. I want you VIP passes. We did the Whip Burger. Did that's right. Yeah, we'll be there this year with the uh, food truck, right? Mm-hmm. That purple was- one, bruh. It's a good burger. Oh, I got an interesting story about having George Clinton in my car. <laughs> this is not in my notes, but please continue. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear this. So he- this was so you know I, for a long time and g- great guy. Yeah. Uh, been a buddy of mine forever. I played with really? T. Sly. T. Sly you, you, was. You, okay. T. Sly is a re- really good friend of mine, and I we, I used to play, be a drummer. We, you know, we played together for years. Uh-huh. So probably started playing in like 1994, 95. Right? Uh-huh. So we were auditioning a new song that two of our singers had just written and yeah. recorded with them in the studio. And uh, it, comes, you know, it comes down. At this time, it's down in Mount Lookout where the old... Uh, you know, this, the pavilion owned it for a while. Like 4EG owned it, and the it's like stand. right next to the stand, right or whatever. Now it's called the, something different. Now, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't haven't paid attention. So the shot. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was there. That used to be called One Eye Jacks. It had gotcha. freaking ah, zebra print on the wall. I remember that? <laughs> I forgot about that place. So yeah, we you know we played there. That was a long time ago. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, Afterwards, they were like, well, he, you know, he has to get back to his hotel. So mm-hmm. I'm like, he's like, you give me a ride. I'm like, cool. I had the baby seats in the back. You know, I'm so, we, you know, get in the car, right. drive, yeah. I, I never forget it. I'm driving an Auburn colored Lumina, Chevy Lumina uh-huh. at the time. Yeah. So not even the Z34. Not even Z34. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we head up Beachmont because we're in that area and we're talking, you know, we're just shooting the shit. You know, I'm, I'm freaking out because I'm like. George Clinton in my car, bro. I'm taking it to the Red Roof Inn. I guess you know. Yeah. So halfway through the conversation, I'm I got my eyes fixated on the road. He says, "You mind if I smoke?" I said, "I got the baby seeds, man. I can't I can't even get down with you like that. <laughs> <laughs> my kids gonna be in here like in about an hour, man. I can't even do it. Not today, not never. Wow. <laughs> I got a like, question. I got a question for you. So. Uh, I, I heard a rumor uh, that a little while ago, uh, this is maybe shortly before the music store was downstairs, uh, and a lot of the activity picked up here, but the, uh, you had had some folks in here, in the space we're at right now, a uh, local artist doing a release of some sort. Was her a member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. Yeah, that in, was... In the building? There was. And he came by way of a guest of someone else, and I did not get to meet him. It was so crowded, and we were running the bar that night. I didn't even get to meet him because he came in, yeah. and then he left before I got finished. Uh-huh. But um, I, I do remember, yeah, he there was someone from the Wu-Tang Clan here. There's been several people, I mean, you guys know, yeah. that have been, you know, in and out. Several of members of the Wu-Tang Clan? Well, no, several no. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, several people that are... Uh, giving back into the music community. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelly Thomas and those guys do professional. something here, right? Mm-hmm. Too, yeah. And yeah, it's been, we've, we've recorded, I mean, we were recording albums in here a while ago and we were always just like, it was like a dream. Like, we'd just be talking about like, man, if we can get this place like rocking, it'll be, people yeah. appreciate it because the culture is here and it's, it's, I mean, it's right out in front of you. You know, sure. me, me and Elliot would just, 
It's getting close. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming by and chatting with us. Yeah, yeah. And hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And all that you do for the city. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people behind the scenes in the city that are pushing hard to make it a better, you know. Not that it's not a nice place to live, but everything needs work to improve. Sure. If you're not growing, if you're not getting better, then, you know, you're slowly going backward. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as always, big thanks to our sponsors, the Thunderdome Restaurant Group, bringing you favorites like the Eagle, Maplewood Kitchen and Bar, Kruger's, and Bakersfield. Also, thanks to Otto's uh, Covington and Eli's Barbecue, as well Ooh-hoo. as the Cincinnati USA Music Heritage Foundation. Thank you. A big, big thanks to our engineer, Clint Stevenson, and our producer, Matt Spaulding. And, uh, of course, uh, credit uh, due to the awesome intro and outro music for our program, recorded right here uh, about two years ago, something like that, by a band called The All-Seeing Eyes. Marvin, if you'd remind us one more time the details for the OTR Film Fest www.otrfilmfest.org. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's I was trying to do a sound bite. Can you, can you do that? That's can good. You? That's good. That's can very I, good. Can, can, I re, can, I re, can I do it over? And sure, do it again. Like, sure. www.otrfilmfest.org. Excellent. That's excellent work. Yeah, thank you. Can I get, uh, can you, can you like send me an MP3 of that sound bite? Oh my God. Look at this. Look at uh, that, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Marvin Hawkins uh, with I'm the uh, OTR Film Fest. Uh, uh, those of you not in Cincinnati, over the Rhine Film Festival, mm-hmm. over the Rhine uh, area of Cincinnati here, OTR Film Fest coming up. Also a co-founder of the, that's correct, correct uh, right? The co-founder of yes. the Cincinnati USA mm-hmm. Music Heritage Foundation and uh, also a guy who once uh, rode with Chuck D to Bootsy Collins' house. 